0: going first we decide no you were going first oh is that what you said yeah oh, okay then yeah I can go that's why I'm like, are you ready? Oh, no, I guess I got save and I just got to battle. <laughs> I couldn't hear you when I went to pause. I can go. I mean, let me get my notes. I mean, I can go. Okay, who's going? I'll we go. Gotta, we gotta, I just gotta <laughs> finish this Pokemon battle. We have to commit. <laughs> I'm committed. I just gotta uh-huh. finish this. Well, let's find out who gets to their notes first. I mean, my notes are up. I just yeah, gotta, you're not, you're not ready though. I just gotta finish. You're not ready though. Oh, mine are up uh oh, Line her up. uh oh, I just got finished. Yeah? Are you finished yet? No. I <laughs> just attacked. <laughs> it takes a while. This game is slow. Um, I'm playing... What am I playing? I'm playing Y. F and self-destruct. Um, but mm. I'm playing a, a nuzlocke run. Uh, Not you. I mean, <laughs> this coffee. This no, it's crazy. true though. I mean, I've tried so many Nuzlocks, and I can't. I think this was supposed to be a Nuzlocke, and then every time, the first time I lose a Pokemon, I just quit. I'm like, never mind. Mm-hmm. I give up. It's impossible. Um, it's easier on the newer games because you, yeah, your experience share well, like the games it goes it goes to all of them. <laughs> There's, the games are so much easier in <laughs> you know? general. Uh, yeah, uh, I mean, it's just easy to get low-level Pokemon up quickly. Right. You don't have like... to grind and grind and grind and then hate yourself as soon as they die. Because mm-hmm. you're like, I can't do it anymore good enough, and then it's like, it was not good enough. Mm-hmm. You were wrong. I tried doing it on HeartGold, uh-huh. which has weird difficulty. I bumps. like HeartGold a lot. I really do. On Nuzlocke, I got really scared of Whitney, mm. uh, and yeah. I, I ended up, like, one-shotting her on her tank. so I'm like, nope, what? nope, you just gotta die real fast. Yeah. No, Miltank is just... I, that, I remember that being the bay of my existence, just playing the normal way, that oh I was my. like, how long am I going to be here? Yeah, I got scared. I'm like, I need to kill you, like, now. Instantly. I can't. There I'm I done. When? Oh, no, I dropped the lift key. What a moron! I'm fighting Team Rocket under the, uh, the casino. Mm-hmm. I like how helpful all of them are after you defeat them. When you talk to them, they're like, oh, yeah, we stole that. Oh, yeah, wrecked. it's somewhere. Like, uh, thanks, I guess. Are you ready? I'm ready. Are you ready? Well, maybe I'm not ready. Maybe I have a Pokemon battle. Well, too bad. <laughs> you can close yours and Pause. Mm-hmm. kinda, and it'll save your battery a bit mine won't, cause it's old mm. it'll just it will close, but it'll just drain the battery for eternity I'm not totally sure where the charger is either mm. see, I would've just played that one because I wanted to play the other game, but I'm also not sure where that charger is, I know they exist in my room, don't know where they are mm. so, anyway we're recording? yeah, Okay. we've been recording sure? for almost three minutes <laughs> <laughs> for almost three minutes yay! Hello! Welcome to Hysterical History. Where we talk about Pokemon. (laughs) Or whatever. Yep, whatever we feel like at the beginning part. Yeah, where the history's made up and the Pokemon don't matter. Pokemon always matter. How dare you? Yeah. That's very rude of you to say. (laughs) I feel personally offended for all of my Pokemon. (laughs) It's so weird um, to... I I don't mean to talk more about Pokemon, but I'm going to. Okay. It's so weird when you pick your starter and you just assume your starter is going to be your best Pokemon for like most of it mm-hmm. because they start out the best and usually you pick the one that you find the most useful mm-hmm. and then like I looked at my game right now and my starter is like my second highest level Pokemon and my gloom is my <laughs> highest level and I was like that's weird but I also like am in what city am I in what city is the uh Cerulean no no
1: well, Cerulean's is
0: well, water well, the casino right? yeah what which one is that Oh, it's not saffron. <laughs> Celadon? Is it Celadon. You see, it starts with a C-E. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's why, my brain. Um, but I, but recently yes. I was in Cerulean, and I'm like, that's probably why. Because I have a, ch- a Charmander, yeah. or a Charmeleon, so I'm like, you're useless. You're useless. In this place. Yeah. I have to get somebody good and make them good <laughs> so I can continue off my life. Mm-hmm. But now I'm in the place with a grass gym, and I'm like, I'm just going to burn it to the ground. Yeah. <laughs> you're all doomed. I will burn you to the ground. <laughs> Sucks to suck. Um, Also, there's always a, uh, you know, like, when you play Pokemon enough, you have, like, the type chart memorized, like, what hurts what the most. Mm -hmm. There's, like, a dark spot in mine always where I can never remember. Yeah, There's, like, three types that I'm like, I don't know what to do with you. Yeah, the whole triangle between, like dark and fighting and steel and fairy now i'm like psychic also in my brain i don't know where it is and what it is i know some but then i'm like oh bug is good against you right and it's like no i don't have it there's no good bug attacks so you just I Mm -hmm. bug isn't not it shouldn't even exist in there but um yeah because i like had one come up i was like psychic and i was like um and then my default is you know if it's a if I don't know what it is, it's just fire. Fire's good against most stuff. Mm-hmm. Also, psychic is good against most stuff. Mm-hmm. Like to me, psychic's good against everything. Which I know isn't true, mm-hmm. but I'm like, whatever. Yeah. It, it's really powerful, so it's like it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Same with fire, it's just just burn it to the ground. Just burn it to the ground. If you have a high enough special attack, <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> just burn it to the ground. It doesn't matter. Just murder it. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> and like sometimes I'll think something, and I'll be like, I don't know if that's right, <laughs> right? Like I was just like it was a fighting Pokemon, and I'm like, Flying? Yes, flying. and then it was flying. I was like, oh, good! I always remember it like, I was like uh. What? Uh, it's hard to punch a bird. <laughs> it's, that's good advice, ladies and gentlemen. It's hard to punch a bird. Anyway, history. Mm-hmm. Not about Pokemon at all. I'm Haley. So, that's Alexis. I'm Alexis. And, um, today we're gonna talk about, um, well, first. I, hold on. Don't say what it is. Um,. I actually want to ask you first, Haley, uh, what's the smallest country in the world? Uh, right now? Yeah, by by area. Oh, by area? I mean... Mm, there's a couple very small ones. I don't know if it's still a country anymore. The one I want to say is like a... It's basically like an oil rig out in the middle of the ocean. Okay. Yeah. Well, thanks for joining us. Yeah, bye. Yeah. Um, Well, according to these people, the smallest country in the world is Sealand. Hmm. Which I smiled really big when you said oil rig in the middle of the ocean, um, because it is similar, but not the same. Um, I think I'm thinking of Sealand. You might be. Um, I was trying to think, because there's like... A little fake country in Hitalia that's like a ch- tiny child. It's like, I'm a real boy. Everyone's like, no, you're not. You're probably thinking I, sea think, I think it's Land. <laughs> <laughs> it's just been so long, probably. Um, so, I wanted to start by telling you, I, I got a lot of this from SealandGov.org. No. Uh, because they can't yeah. have a .gov, because they're not a country, technically. Who decides? We'll talk about that. Mm. Um, but... At the t- at the very top, when you get in there, it says "Subscribe now to receive a preview of Holding the Fort," written by Prince Michael of Sealand, <laughs> <laughs> the true story of his unbelievable adventures over the last fifty years on Sealand. Mm-hmm. Um, the story of Sealand is stranger than fiction, better than Hollywood, and more surreal than Dolly. Says Ben Fogle. Dolly, Dolly, yeah. What's oh, a Dolly? D a l i. Daledor Dolly. I'm okay. Or is it Dolly? I mean, it's Dolly. I was just okay. thinking, like... <laughs> like like Dolly Parton? Like like uh, Dolly the Sheep? Oh. <laughs> I mean, could be. But, like, that's such a weird <laughs> Hollywood Dolly. Dolly. Um, oh, and Ben Fogle is an adventure author and broadcaster. That's what it tells me. Um, just so you take Sealand seriously. I Haley, won't. At the top, I'm going to tell you, Sealand has a football team. I don't, why would that make me take you seriously? Because it's right next to England. No. Um, its flag has been run up Mount Everest. Um, okay. And it offers personalized knighthood for a mere 99 pounds. $145. You can get anything online. That's not impressive. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I also, hold on, I have to find it real quick. Wait, wait, wait. What? The measure of a country, as far as I'm concerned, mm-hmm. is whether or not they show up as a country in our podcast statistics. <laughs> <laughs> so, question, does someone listening from Sealand register as a Sealand listener <laughs> when they listen to the podcast. Please listen to us. Please find someone we don't, from not You C-Land. don't consider a lot of countries real then, because we don't have a lot of people from, like, every country. Well, maybe they just haven't listened. Okay, but the point is, fair. if they do listen, their country has to show I'm up. I'm going to play you the Sealand National Anthem, which I'm probably going to cut out, and we'll just post it, because I don't know if this is, like, super cool. But... is really bad <laughs> wait is that it's definitely not real instruments no oh you mean the song at first it sounded like a gift to be simple or whatever it's called oh, it just says written by basil simonenko I mean, it's intense Sounds like it's from a video game from the 80s. That's enough. I mean, it's only like 20 more seconds, but I'm not impressed with its uh, brass line. Yeah, I mean, it's it's clearly not not instruments playing. Um, Um... so depending the the, uh, the population of Sealand changes depending on on who you ask, um, but one of my sources says home to just 22 residents. Uh, it has its own royal family, currency, stamps, and its football team, the Sealand All Stars. What's their like homeless population like? <laughs> Zero. <laughs> Everybody has a home, Haley, on Sealand. What if you didn't? What if you, were, t- what if you were? What if you were like the one homeless guy on Sealand? You, know, you just live on the helipad <laughs> on the roof. You yeah, like yeah. You, could, you swam to Sea Land and you just like started building a sling. You could not swim to Sea Land. No, well, you got a boat. It's really bad. A boat. Mm. Yeah, you could take a boat. What about a boot? It would be hard for you to get onto it. Um, it's seven stories tall, and uh, it's a platform. Like it's because it's so it's um concrete pillars in the ground mm-hmm. that are seven stories tall. I, I'm assuming above water is what they're saying. It's tall. And um, it's a platform, like an iron platform on mm-hmm. top of it that's like 600 six hundred or 6,000 square feet. So it's not big. Well, in, in my mind, it would be just someone <laughs> coming along in a boat uh-huh. and just sort of monkey climbing up one of the legs. Super, really hard. And, and <laughs> They're ma- very smooth. <laughs> and just making a little hammock there, and that's where he lives. <laughs> <laughs> it would be adorable. Uh, it takes 15 minutes to get there um, to sea land by helicopter from England. Uh, which is normally how the family travels to and from uh, England, where they have to get their like groceries and stuff. What? What? Yeah. You can't be a country if you can't produce food. I mean, where would they grow it? <laughs> yeah, that's why they're not a country. <laughs> <laughs> so, Sealand was first built in 1943, when the British government... Um, built a whole bunch of sea forts around their coastline during World War II to uh, act as anti-aircraft defense against German forces. Hmm. So they're worried Germany's gonna come just like bomb them with their plans because they're right there. And so they're like, we're gonna have platforms you know, like some nautical miles out from where we are and then they're gonna save us. (laughs) Uh, Good job, I guess. Good thing the blitz never happened. Right. Um, it was originally called Her Majesty's Fort Ruffs, or Ruffs Tower. Mmm, just for rough Boys. <laughs> rough Boy Tower. Yeah. One of four naval forts designed by Guy Mounsel. Mounsel? Nobody cares. By a guy. By a guy. We know a guy. Named Guy. Mm-hmm. Um, so like I said, it's 6,000 square feet, so it's not big. Um, And that's the land of Sealand. Uh, and during the war, there's like there'd be like 100 to 120... Officers on this, which is a lot actually for it not being very big. That mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I feel like so many of these guys are just like, la la la. Like, how many guys does it take to operate an aircraft, like anti-aircraft gun? Yeah, two. Uh, you need backups. Ten. You need backups. Yeah, but like, and you need. I like, still feel like forty people would have sufficed easily. Yeah. 120. That's a bit much. That's so, I feel like, it's like um. there's this joke by Dan Cook about their his girlfriend exaggerating and she's like, there were like a thousand firefighters in this <laughs> fire. And he's like, that's way too many. Like, they're just gonna be running into each other and like, is anybody on the hoses? Like, that's all I can think of about this. Like, there's way too many it's of too them. Many. Like, is somebody manning the gun? Anybody. Anybody. And the rest of them are just playing you know, cards and like. Yeah. They have a backgammon game yeah. with like a hundred people. The mm-hmm. other twenty are running. They use their water bottle caps and they like color on them so they can play checkers. Because for some reason they're not allowed to have a checkerboard. Yeah, yeah, it's fun. It's the devil's game. Uh, it is. It's true. Um, so they were stationed there, but um, yeah, the war ends. Haley, did you know? <laughs> Does it? Yeah, it did. No. Um, no. Never. It never ended. It never does. Uh, in 1945, and then in the, it in the 1950s, the towers were abandoned, which seems weird. Why did they like pick they them just, up? <laughs> like, they left them there. <laughs> no, like, they got the guys, but, like, that they weren't using the towers anymore. But it seems strange that it, strange that it told me the 1950s, because that's five years after. And so, I'm like, what, did they still have people there just, like, hanging out? And then they were like, maybe we don't need them to be here. Hey, did we... Where are those 120 guys? <laughs> How come four, I, There's four of them. <laughs> there's four of them. But well, with each 120 guys. Oh, no, so, we never math. got them back. No. What do we do? Panic. Um, where did they go? <laughs> wait, do we need to pick them up? Oh, oh no. Crap. It's like when you forget your kids at soccer. Gosh dang it. Again. I mean at football. And nobody calls you. No one calls you. Like to pick them up. Everyone just leaves. They were busy playing checkers. And the kids don't know what to do because they're on a giant platform they can't get off of by themselves. What do we do? Is the war over? (laughs) <laughs> there's often a, I, I feel like we'll definitely get into this at some point, but it's funny when you research older wars, because there's often a problem with communicating that the war is over, mm-hmm. and then lots more people die because everyone doesn't know. Yeah. And then you're like, ooh, actually, right. war's been over for months. We tr- uh, tried to tell you, or we forgot, sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, like, a hundred more people died. <laughs> and you're I just was like, so. well, that's cool. Listening to this account of these people living on an island somewhere, Mm -hmm. And they got all their food, et cetera, from ships. And they're like, oh, do you know there's, like, a world war going on? They're like, what's that? Mm -hmm. Huh? And then, like, the next time they see a ship, it's like, oh, the war's over. And they're like, great. Okay. I I guess. I'm busy. Yeah, we're busy killing each other. I mean, living my life. (laughs) Living my life by taking other people's. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So this fort... Uh, Her Majesty's Fort Ruffs. For the Rough um, Boys. For the Rough Boys. Is built illegally in international waters. So, at this time, the borders of England, and I'm assuming this is kind of a generally recognized thing for island nations and for nations that are on the water, mm-hmm. um, they're, they own three nautical miles out from their land. Mm-hmm. That's still their, technically, like, their land. Yeah. Um, that water. But... Uh, Fort Ruff's is eight nautical miles out. So five nautical miles into international waters, they built this. Mm -hmm. Because they're like, we got to protect ourselves. Which, you know, during World War II, you can do that stuff because everyone's busy dying and whatever. Nobody cares so much Mm -hmm. because they're busy. But then later, that becomes a thing where they're like, "Mm, actually, that's not supposed to be there, Mm -hmm. you know. We get nitpicky once we're not fighting that we're like, wait a minute. You're not up to code. Maybe not. Mm. Um, But because of that, it's in international waters, so technically, like, after the war, it's like England doesn't really own them. Anymore, poor England. After the war, you don't own a lot. <laughs> That's true. Got to give up all them colonies, even Sealand, <laughs> even Sealand. <laughs> They're um, like, what Sealand? D- you left all your boys, your rough boys, yeah, on there. They're right. like Fort Rough Boys. <laughs> Who? <laughs> mm, it's not ringing any no, bells. Don't recollect. That's anything. strange. Don't remember Rough Boys. <laughs> so at Fort Rough Tower. Um, it. Uh, it's in. It's a situated. Slightly north of the estuary region, don't know what that means, of the River Thames on the east coast of the United Kingdom. So you know where it is. The, the estuary is where it empties into the sea. Oh. I didn't know that. My I, I my hometown is on an estuary. Oh, fancy sounding. But probably not actually fancy. <laughs> <laughs> it's very dirty. A lot of birds. Um, but so yeah, it's it's like kinda southeast of England in the middle of the friggin' mm-hmm. water. Um oh, this says approximately seven nautical miles, some of them say eight, it's whatever. It's but, whatevs. Uh, more than double what they're allowed to build. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. way out there. That they're like mm, maybe not. Uh, In the North Sea. And so they're abandoned. And then, due to the illegal construction, um, they're supposed to be destroyed to comply with international law. Um, Except... Some of them don't get destroyed. Um, Or they, like, take their time. You know how people are in the country. It's it's like every person in the world, procrastination. The (sighs) UN's like, you gotta destroy these. And you're like, yeah, I'll do it. I'll get to it. Can you take down your rough boy fort? (sighs) I mean... I'll get to it eventually. But I'm, like, really busy right now. I have to, like, deal with places. Yeah. So can we just, like... Chill. Don't... Can you just, like, settle down? Don't you have Nazis to persecute... I mean, yeah, but... I mean, take airport. down your rough boy fort. Um, but so, they, they don't take him down immediately, which, you know, no one's surprised by. Mm-hmm. But they do, um, because of this, according to... I think this is probably from SealandGov.org. Um, it says... A, a highly unbiased source oh, of information. completely unbiased. <laughs> um, it's situated on the high seas, has been deserted and abandoned... Um, Res derelicta and terra nullius. Is that their motto? That's, uh, Latin for something. Um, terra nullius, I'm assuming, is land that's not claimed, is what that sounds like to me. Um, and from a legal point of view, it says it therefore constitutes an extranational territory. Okay. So it, nobody owns it, is what it's saying. It's a supernational. No. Supernatural property? No. Mm. No. (laughs) Word joke? No. No. (laughs) Um, So, this is going to sound really random, but it's connected, I promise. So, the BBC starts being a thing, the Mm -hmm. radio, um, after World War II. They got, like, pirate radio places setting up there. They do. Nice. Yes. So, uh, Uh, I'm picking up what you're putting down. uh You got this. So, for people who don't know, um, you know, radio is used... Uh, very prominently in World War Two, And afterwards, people were like, hey, we could just use this for like normal stuff. Yeah. Like, isn't this really convenient how we can disseminate news through the radio? Mm-hmm. And it gets to people way faster than like newspapers. Than those boys that we have running around <laughs> yeah. delivering papers. Right. And it's like, and it's going to cost less mm-hmm. because we don't have to print so many newspapers <laughs> yeah. and um, we don't have to go as far to deliver them. It's yeah. great. Um, so that's what they start doing. And we can send out hot. Piping piping hot pop songs. That's right. Yep. One of the articles I read it says the BBC favored a bland if nourishing diet of news. <laughs> <laughs> bland if nourishing. I've never yeah. heard a more like, British phrase. Like oatmeal. It yeah. doesn't have anything in it. Right. Yeah. Uh information, light entertainments, and children's programs. Light. Light. Not too spicy. No, nope. just very light. Um, In other words, the rock and roll revolution that had been spreading like wildfire in the United States had been all but banished from the British airways. So the problem in England with radio Mm -hmm. is in America, it's huge. It's really big Mm -hmm. and so people can reuse the same radio frequencies Mm -hmm. all over the nation very easily. Radio is very local and so, you know, I can do 963 even just, like, you know, a few thousand miles away, and it's like, I will be completely alone on that station. Mm -hmm. So people who um, want to just decide to make a radio station, just like people decide to make podcasts now, you can just do it, anybody, if you just have the equipment. Um, Hooligans. hooligans, Pirates. 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 And so, um, in America, people are doing that all over the place, right? And so that becomes the rise of, like, popular DJs, and helps, like, with underground music scenes, and, like, local music scenes, which is really important in places like Seattle, Mm -hmm. Um, and it makes things really cool and fun. Um, Land of the Free and the Cool. That's right. Super cool. And it's during Rock and Roll Revolution. right? Because they don't want to play that on like the regular stations mm-hmm. uh, because that's for wholesome stuff like plays that people read and stuff. But uh, the underground radio can do whatever they want. Um, and it's just not a big deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, people are mad about it, I'm sure, in America, but other people are super cool with it and it's great. But in England, it's so small They don't, so they just, like, can't. It's so small and so crusty. It's so small and so, like, you can't get far enough away that you can reuse those radio frequencies. (laughs) You physically can't. Um, And BBC, like, very quickly um, completely monopolizes, like, basically everything. Mm -hmm. Um, Because that's how England Mm -hmm. is. Right. No offense. To you English people, okay. um, but especially at the time. For your filthy, colonialist ways. <laughs> we have them, too. It's fine. Yeah. But um, especially at the time, England's like, nope, we're going to be in charge of it all. Mm-hmm. You're welcome for your bland, nourishing news. Yeah. Um, and, <laughs> your, and you'll be grateful entertainments. For it. <laughs> your light, <laughs> not too heavy or spicy. Plural entertainments. Mm. And children programmings. Uh, that's right. Pro- programs. But yes. Um, for the children, also information, nourishing, um, <laughs> nourishing. If <laughs> <At> that, <end. laughs> um, <laughs> that quote was just wonderful. Mm-hmm. But anyway, uh, here's another one that I really like. But a group of rebellious rock-loving disc jockeys. Uh, for them, such restrictions were merely a hurdle. Have you seen the movie Pirate Radio? I haven't. I never even heard of it. We should this. watch it. I, I watched a while ago. I think it has a different title, depending on if it's in the UK or in the US. They Probably. changed it. They do that. Um, but it's good. It has, like, Bill Nye on mm, it, nice. and he is dressed like a like some kind of purple mm. Beatles Jack Sparrow. I like it. It's very cool. We sh- Yeah, we should watch it. All right. Let's do it. Anyway. But yeah, so they just... Um, what they do is they... Decide, like, we want to have some say in the radio, too. I want to be on the radio. Yeah. And I want to listen to rock bands. And so they buy old fishing boats, and then they just go a few miles off coast, and they broadcast. Yep. Um, which I just find fantastically hilarious. It's so charming. It's very cute. And it's so, like, non-problematic as far as the word pirate goes. Mm-hmm. Like, because usually pirates, like, you're stealing something. And I guess right. in a sense they're stealing listeners and airwaves, but, like, it's, like, the cutest protest I've ever heard. Mm -hmm. It's like, well, I still want to do this creative thing, though, so I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna go a little (laughs) bit over here. And the most, like, quintessentially British way of doing it, which is to get on a boat and go and do it. Just a little bit farther away. (laughs) Yeah. Just slightly farther. Mm -hmm. Um... And so that's mostly what they would do. Is they that's why they were pirates because they're on their boats Mm -hmm. and they're pirating the radio stations, kind of, but not really. Um, But oh, it says UK so-called illegal. I'm like, it is technically illegal, I believe. Mm -hmm. Although at the time, I don't think it's. I don't think they have a law against it, but they're not happy about it. So I guess it's not illegal. It's just um, hooligan Mm -hmm. behavior. I think it's illegal now because there are more laws about, it is, about yes. uh, what, like, radio things mm-hmm. you can use. And, and it quickly becomes illegal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, so they, they would go out there. Um, they said it's a completely male thing to do. No women are allowed on these boats. Mm -hmm. Which I'm like, that's good. Um, Not. Almost. And uh, the weather would wreak havoc. During winter storms, the DJs might be stranded on board for a month or more so they gotta bring food and supplies. Um, And drugs. Keith Skews, who hosted one uh, Radio Caroline show, which was one of the really popular radio stations from these pirates, um, said one of the main challenges was turbulence. Uh, the fact that you're being kicked out of your chair across the studio didn't seem to matter as long as the records didn't jump, yeah. says Skews, And, of course, they did. <laughs> because, like... We're still in a time when we're using records. You're on record, record players boat. with a needle right. going around. Your boat's rocking back and forth. It's like, that, that's that got to sound terrible. Right. If you so much as, like, bump the table with a record, it skips. Oh, yeah. Grant, scratch is really bad. Mm-hmm. Sounds like a cat. Yeah. Um, let alone when the boat's rocking back <laughs> and forth. When your whole room is moving. That's not good. Um, so... At first, they're, like, on the boats, and they seem like they think that's cool, and then they're like, hey, what if we use these platforms? Because, like, they discovered some being out on their boats, and then they're like, wait a minute. (laughs) What the hell is this? This giant structure, (laughs) and nobody's on it, right? But, like, that solves your turbulence problem 100%. -hmm. So it's like, hey, we can just use this. Yeah. Ancient aliens made these for us. Awesome. Um... You, you go on, and there's still, like, four military guys from the last war, like, did you bring food? And like, uh, not for you. Who are you? It's like, <laughs> oh, we've been here for yeah. years. I had to eat the other ones. Oh, no. <laughs> um, we just want to, like, play the Beatles, dude. So what they would do is, like, somebody would take over the land And then, I hope people can hear my figure quotes, (laughs) take over the land, Mm -hmm. and then um, they would be, that would be their radio station center, and then uh, someone else would come with threats of violence to dislodge them, and then they would take it over. I mean, I guess they just yell at each other. I guess that is how countries work. And if someone's just violent enough and they're yelling, you just leave because you're scared. That's not how countries work. No, but that's how this works. Also, you have the high ground, so what are you doing? Right. You think you'd be fine. Yeah. Um, it was all very physical back in those days, Bates says. Um. And Bates is who we're going to be talking about, mostly. So, one of these renegade broadcasters was Patty Roy Bates. Patty, like, I'm assuming like he's Irish, maybe. Patty. Patty. Yeah, because it's a D it's not T's. Mm. His first name is not Patty. Patty. Um... Who ousted a rival group from HM Fort Ruffs, it says. um, A fortress known as Ruffs Tower. Which, I don't think that's true. Because other sources told me that he was on a different platform. And Mm. Fort Ruffs becomes Sealand. But that he didn't actually broadcast any radio from Sealand. So I feel like that's not true. Um, But this one says it is. Mm. So who can say... But the, the one that he was on... It was so long ago. Yeah, who knows? The records have been lost Everyone has died. <laughs> no one could say. No one lives that remembers that no. age. <laughs> it's not very long ago. <laughs> um, I was going to apologize, too, for doing thing two things in a row that are, like, pretty modern. But I'd never heard of this, and it was amazing to me, so it doesn't matter. Um, so, Roy's radio station is called Radio Essex. And, um... He was on this one platform, um, broadcasting radio station, no big deal. But there was a change in the laws that made it illegal to even broadcast from this location um, because it was not far enough out. Like, it's within three nautical miles, so it is technically England. So they're like, hey, no, you can't broadcast in English land. Illegal radio stations. In English land. It's only BBC. Too bad. Such. Um, laws are so weird. So, it's 1965, and he, oh, that fort's called Knock John. Don't know why. Knock John. Like you're knocking and John. Don't know. Um, and it was close to the shore, within the radius of British territorial water. So, he gets kicked out. They're like, no, no. Like, I think they even take him to court, mm-hmm. right? And they're like, Mm-mm, yeah, go. Mm-hmm. And he's like, okay, fine. Um, but he finds Russ Tower, which is eight nautical miles out, way mm. farther, and it's in international waters. <laughs> so first, he's like, hey, I can just do it from here, mm-hmm. and that's legal and fine, technically, right? Because the British don't own it. But then he's like, what if instead? Of doing a radio station, I make a country, and I'm the prince. Make uh, a principality of sea land. I mean, why not? I mean, at this point. It, well, uh, maybe because the what he's <laughs> he's <laughs> discovered <laughs> the coveted Terranolius mm-hmm. unclaimed land not land. So... Well, we'll talk about that. No. But, uh... <laughs> no. No, we won't. Okay, we won't then. Um, I was gonna ask though, is the the royal family descended from the original radio pirates? And I... Yes, I guess so. Mm-hmm. They are. Um, because Bates was one of the original radio pirates, and then he proclaims himself prince, and his wife princess, um, and cool. a, I don't know why prince and princess not queen. Don't know a principality. They could have. That's what they decided. done. Anything. They could have been emperors. It's true. C- Caesar. What? could Why would you choose prince? I don't know. He wanted to be a prince. I think he's probably still a little um, bit. It's that English thing where you're still like loyal to the queen. Oh, sorry. Terra nullius is uh, nobody's land, is what it technically means. Mm. But yeah, empty, unclaimed land. Um. So he's like, let's do it. Make a country. Sea land. Um, and he claimed the independent state of Sealand, claiming jus uh, gentium which is law of nations and that, that is unclaimed. So who do you where do you send that paperwork to? Um I don't think he sent it to anybody. I think he just took up camp there and waited for someone to complain. That's what I would do. Yeah. I mean that's the best way, right? Mm-hmm. It's like forgiveness not permission. Just yeah. do it. Until someone yells at you. Mm-hmm. And then that's when you have to prove yourself. Um So, he proclaims Ceylon a sovereign state on September 2nd, 1967. Um, Okay. So, recently, they celebrated 50 years of being a country. Okay. Spoiler alert, they're still a country. Uh, Yeah, they're still a country. Um, It was his wife's birthday, and he gave it to her as a gift. Great. This nation. What did he and give she gets her? She to be princess. What did he give her uh, the following year? <laughs> you can't give Love. something that big. <laughs> because you'll <laughs> never be able to upstate yourself. It's true. It um, says it was not long before the British government decided they could not have what ministers decided or described as a possible Cuba off the east coast of England. Is it? <laughs> Is it? We'll get there. It co- kind of. Um, if you believe what these people say Um, that's what it says on the Sealand's website I want to say specifically. Mm -hmm. Uh, The British military sent helicopters and boats to destroy the other forts allegedly threatening the Bates family that their tower would be next. Um, So they've got the other like four forts or three forts or whatever they are taking down they're like blowing up or whatever getting rid of them. Um, Like they're supposed to, finally. Mm -hmm. Somebody just had to take up camp, and it had to be 20 years later, and then they're like, okay, fine, we'll get rid of them. Boy, there's squatters on those, get rid of them. Oh, hell no. Homeless people, (laughs) thinking they have new nations, get them out of here. We hate that. That's all you had to do. Try to pretend to be another country, and then we'll finally do what they're supposed to do. It's true. 25 years ago. When... British subjects try to claim independence from... England. England. They uh, they just hate it. It doesn't go well. It's always terrible. Yep. They always throw a fit. They always throw a fit, and you're just like, you gotta calm down. You just gotta stand your ground. And, like, Wait. this is not even that big of a deal. <laughs> it's like a family. <laughs> just chill. Yeah. But anyway, so helicopters are running around, and creeping them out, and apparently... Um, they're flying by Sealand, going to these other platforms, and soldiers are yelling at them like "You're next!" <laughs> um, like we're coming for you, uh. and they're like pointing their guns at them threateningly and stuff. Um, and like there's boats coming by, and they're like mocking them and yelling at them and making explosion sounds and just being dickheads because that's how soldiers are. Yeah, especially when they don't have anything to do. They're bored. Yeah, I mean World War Two's over, mm-hmm. and now it's just like. Ugh. Got to blow up these stupid things. Like, it's going to take, like, two days. And then what am I going to do now? Then what? So, they're yelling at people, threatening them. And right now, on the island, uh, in the Principality of Sealand, the, just the base family is living there, I think, currently. And so, it's Roy and his wife, whose name I don't remember, and then um, they have a daughter, I think, who they never talk about, in anything. Oh, And then, nothing's wrong with her. She's just... I don't remember her name, and then oh. Michael, their son. All of the important events that happen with Sealand happen with Prince Michael, their son. He's Prince Regent, so he's going to inherit Wait, the kingdom. Why? So they they decide they found a new country, and they're yeah. like, but you know, we should still go to like the boys. So. Yes, I hate them. Exactly, <laughs> I hate them. Even though currently there's a Queen of England ruling, <laughs> I hate them. They're a like, lot. let's give it to the boys. Um, I mean, I. I assume the daughter was older. She was, I believe. Yeah. So you screw them. Yeah. No, I don't. I, I know you'd like no, that. No, screw them. Um, uh, it just says Michael and his 16 year old sister. They might have been close in age. He might have been slightly older, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. He, it doesn't. If Michael died, it wouldn't go to his sister. It'd yeah. Go to his kids. So yeah. So just screw all. Who them. cares? <laughs> um, so Michael gets freaked out by these guys being so close and threatening, mm-hmm. and so he fires warning shots at them. With what? They have rifles. Oh, why do um, they have rifles? Where do they def- get rifles? To defend themselves. Where do they get rifles? From England. Of I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> don't know. From the bar? They what is have happening? guns. Mm-hmm. And he fires at them, like, warning shots, like, just back up off us, basically. Mm-hmm. But it says, um, causing the boat to hastily turn and race towards the U.K. amongst a large cloud of black engine smoke. Oh, and Michael says he didn't hit them. He says he like aimed, like in that direction, mm-hmm. but not like at the boat. And it's like bullets don't just go woo like curve down. I mean, they unless do they're hits. really they're far really, away. Yeah, really far. And away. so I'm like, uh, I don't know. I'm like, mm-hmm. did you aim at him? Who knows? Maybe it's just a really, really bad shot or a great shot, <laughs> <laughs> depending. But because of this, England's really mad, mm-hmm. and they summon him. Um, To court under the. Because Roy is still a British citizen. They summon him under the UK Firearms Act, which means you're not supposed to have firearms. He's not a good. citizen. Uh, according to law, he is. No, according to their own country's law, he's not. That's right. So either you. So we have a conflict. You are or you're not. Right. They so did, they, they didn't go, did they? They did. No, don't go. No, no, no. no. <sighs> they go, but to um, prove that they're not British citizens, basically. Um, on the 25th of November, 1968, Roy and Michael, um, find themselves on the dock of the Crown Court of Chelmsford, assized in Essex. I don't know what any of that means. Shout out to British listeners. Woo, you know where that is, probably, and what that means, and I probably pronounced half that wrong. Mm -hmm. Um, so there's much argument, and, um, (laughs) Roy brings up laws that are dating back to the 17th century. Um, And the judge concludes that this is a swashbuckling incident, perhaps more akin to the time of Sir Francis Drake, but it is my judgment um, that the U.K. courts have no jurisdiction. You got me there. Yep. (laughs) The judge (laughs) says, you got me there. (laughs) (laughs) Which is Uh... a part of the English government is saying, we don't have jurisdiction over you. Um, and the conclusion there is is this was Sealand's first de facto recognition, right? Because if they don't have recognition, or like if they don't have um, jurisdiction over you, that means mm-hmm. it's not part of England. Well, it never and if was, it's not part of England, that was never the question. Sure, but if it's not part of England, what is it? Uh, it's it's just a nothing, thing. But the question isn't about the jurisdiction; it's about the people on it who but are British citizens. To the people on it, they're saying that to them says we're our own country and that the English government has recognized it I guess and in a weird way kind of mm-hmm. um, which is just fascinating to me uh, and now we're going to fast forward a little bit in time to, you know, because we're only doing, we only care about the very most interesting incidents that happen on Sea land. Yeah. So, fast forward like a decade. Um, in 1978, Patty Roy Bates was away meeting a group of German and Dutch businessmen who wanted to turn the platform into a casino. Your whole country. Your whole country into a casino. Casino. Yeah. Okay. And apparently, he was like not super interested in going because he thought it seemed sketchy. Um, it is. That's correct. It says they wanted to be a part of what we were doing, and they wanted to develop it as well. Joan recalls, and it's Princess Joan, who's his wife. Um, then they asked us to go to Austria for a meeting, which I think is weird because Austria is south of Germany mm-hmm. and the Netherlands, right? And the people they're talking to are German and Dutch, so it's slightly weird to me that they want them to go all the way to Austria. But I'm like, whatever. Maybe that's where their business is. banks are or something. Sure. Um, And uh, Roy was wary, but Joan persuaded him, saying, what have we got to lose? Your lives. Your literal whole country, huh? Mm -hmm. Um, So Joan and Roy leave to go to this meeting. And um, during their absence, associates of the consortium is the quote that says I'm like okay secretly dispatched a helicopter filled with mercenaries to take control of sea land huh um but guess who's still there um the Mike Michael is still Michael. there yeah <laughs> with his rifle with his rifle he's only gotten better yeah. or worse depending on <laughs> depending <laughs> on your <laughs> judgment um they repelled down onto the platform from their helicopter I guess mm mm-hmm. mhm and took Michael, then 26, and alone at the time as their hostage. Wait, and the daughter's just like, what about me? And they're like, you're not important. No, she's not there. She's okay. in England. I think she was like, this is stupid, and she just moved back to England. I mean, I would. Yeah. Like, hell with all don't you. They don't all live there forever. Yeah. Michael actually really likes it, and which is good, because he's Prince now. Well, that's why he likes it. Uh, I mean, maybe. But why else would you like it? I mean, he grew up there. So mm. it's like, you know... No. Nostalgic. Mm-mm. But anyway, it's fun. Remember that time when I was the prince of a whole country? Yay! Um, so yeah, they take Michael hostage. Um, Michael there's a quote from Michael that says, They're basically terrorists who lock me up with no food or water for four days. Okay. So that's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and then eventually they're like, Well we gotta do something with him. <laughs> What do we do now? <laughs> we don't want to murder him, but yeah. we can't just let him starve him there, too. They're not very good mercenaries. No. So, they didn't think anyone's going to be there. Yeah. So, they're like, whoops. Ah, uh, darn it. <laughs> you got me there. Just lock him in a room. Yeah. What's wrong with you? <laughs> just lock him in a room. Just don't feed him or give him any water. Yeah. Just leave him there. Do we have to water it? What do we do? I don't know how humans work. Um, and so, uh, they put him on a Dutch fishing boat that they controlled. they found... Um, yeah. Took him to Holland mm-hmm. and left him there without a passport or money. Well, yeah. Bye. Do they have passports? They do. How do they print them? Who prints well, their passports? on. We'll get to that. No. So Michael makes his way back to South End, which I think is in England. I don't know how he gets there without a passport or money, but he finds a way. Pays with his body. Hey. Um, where he and he swims and he swims, <laughs> <laughs> all the people of sealand are mermaids, you know if you can just swim across the channel, you can go to any country you want. you don't need a passport. <laughs> <laughs> they don't know um just swim, uh, yeah, they can't guard their borders all the time. Can you imagine that? that's how people get into America? Yeah, they just do rafts from Cuba, yeah, go for it, or Mexico. Can you imagine that discussion at the border? like no, I'm the prince of Sealand, they're like, what? <laughs> You know no, that? they all know. Uh, they're like, this moron. Oh, no, it's Michael. He's back. <sighs> Michael's back. <laughs> um, but so he meets up with his parents. Um, and then they're like, well, we got to do something about this. we got to get our country back. Right? Yeah. So what do they do? They hire a helicopter, because they don't have theirs, I guess, because it's on Sealand mm-hmm. right now. Um, and a dashing pilot who worked on a few James Bond films. No. Yep. Literally. Why? Li- I don't know. They just know him. They just know him. Uh, he loves the Principality of Sea Line. It's his favorite vacation spot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. Oh, I don't no. know. Um, they assemble some men. I don't know who these people are. They're just people on the street. Just whoever. And set out to recapture their country. Um when they arrived, Michael, shotgun in hand. Where is he getting a shotgun? No one knows. Because clearly the first one was not a shotgun if they were far away. Mm-hmm. He wouldn't have hit him. Well the first one was a rifle. Right? I'm pretty sure it was a rifle. It didn't say it just said gun. But I'm they were supposed to be far away, so it couldn't have been shotgun mm-hmm. if it caused black smoke. Right. So I'm like, rifle. Must be. Um musket. <laughs> yes, muskets. And when they arrived, Michael shotgun in hand, slides down a rope. And fires a shot. He says, on accident? No. He said it was an accident. Stop it, Michael. Uh, and the intruders surrender immediately. Stop. They're like, no, no, no. We're not here for gunfighting. <laughs> we'll just go away. Sorry. <laughs> Bye. The worst mercenaries. <laughs> I don't think you're allowed to call yourself a mercenary if you do this. Yeah, it says, one warning gunshot was all it took to end the rebellion. I'm like, that's good. I don't know what they're rebelling against. I don't think it's Because the they're not a part that's of the, the country. That's the wrong word. Um, Invasion, Maybe. But, so they do hold one person prisoner. Who? One of the the families? Yeah. They hold one of the mercenaries prisoner. Um, Until an intervention can be had. By who? Um, So what happens is, Germany hears about this, obviously, from the other mercenaries. Hmm, it didn't work. And they're like, what in the hell is happening? Yeah. And the guy they have is German. And so they call England. And they're like, hey, England, (laughs) Uh, you have people on a platform in the middle of the frickin' North Sea, and they're holding one of our people hostage. And was England like, nope, nope, not our people. They're like, can we negotiate, (laughs) right? Uh Germany asks... And England says, yeah, they don't belong to us, and hang up the phone. <laughs> not our kids. Not our problem. Nope. Which, once again, Sealand takes as them recognizing them as a nation. Well, at that point, if yeah. if they're having a diplomatic problem with another country, mm-hmm. and they're saying, not our problem, deal with them directly. Yep. So what does Germany do? Exactly that. Mm-hmm. They send an ambassador, a diplomat, to mm-hmm. go talk to him and negotiate an exchange with the <sighs> prince and princess of Sealand. Stop it. And once again, now. Sealand says, we are being recognized as an international party here, right? Mm-hmm. They, another country has dealt directly with us with a diplomat. So, like, we're a country, yeah. right? That's- that. That's Germany's bad. They, <laughs> don't that. they know <laughs> That's that really clearly. <laughs> well, they're like, what do we do? England hung up on us. We're like trying to do it the right way. And they just said, nope. I appreciate England. England's at that, just mad at that point. Like, you know what? We're going to read the benefits of this and be like, you know what? Not our problem. Yeah. Bye. Yeah. They want to be their own thing, then just don't leave us out of it. So yeah, they're just like, never mind. Um, and they were able to negotiate obviously, to get the hostage gone. And I really don't think that they wanted like to have a hostage, really. They just wanted to be recognized. And they accomplished their goal. So, good job. They're like, what do you um, want? They're like, we just want you to like us. And in response to this um, potential catastrophe for Sealand, um, the bases decide they needed some sort of military mm-hmm. um, for their country. So they... F- formed the Knights of Sovereign Military Order of Sealand, a quasi-defense force prepared to leap into action at the next attack. Um, luckily, that's never happened. Um, but as of 2012, you can join the order for $166 yeah. if you want. You can be a knight uh-huh. of Sealand. A Sealand knight. But anyway, so they said, yeah, we don't care about them, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> they can do whatever. <laughs> the UK Foreign Office said in a statement that Sealand cannot constitute a separate independent state since it has none of the characteristics of a state it listed these criteria as a fixed population, a land territory and the ability to conduct international relations, which the Bates argue that they've done all of those things Um, that they have a fixed population like, of people who live there which is like, decently true Um, that like what they have is technically land even if it's not like I don't know, earth um and that they they have conducted international relations with Germany. Sure. So like, and England themselves said that they weren't going to do it and to do it with them. Mm-hmm. So they're like, uh-huh. but this is more modern. UK Foreign Office is like, no, mm-hmm. <laughs> those people were stupid. They made a mistake. Yeah. <laughs> we should have done it. That was Germany's bad and our bad. Uh, yeah. Very sorry we treated you like, like adults. That was a mistake. Right. Um, But this case was also hindered in, like, the idea that they meet all these criteria. Um, In 1982, the United Nations Convention on the Law of the Sea... um, which Sea law. It extended the UK's waters, uh, their territorial waters, to include the platform. See, that seems pretty, like, a simple fix. Yeah, the United Nations just said, you can have eight nautical miles from... In that one little bump. Yep. Uh, no, I think it's every direction. Well, that's but I a think little it bit. still doesn't hit any other nation, so it's fine, yeah. except for Sealand. Which, in response, Sealand also extends their borders, to eight nautical miles, which then includes a port in England. Now what? Ah, now now what? we own that, and England says, "I don't care." <laughs> <It's-> <laughs> Nobody lives there. It doesn't (laughs) matter. What's wrong with you people? (laughs) You fell right into our trap. Right into the trap. Um, We didn't want that part. We wanted you to take it. (laughs) The convention also stated that artificial islands, installations, and structures do not possess the status of islands, and they have no territorial sea of their own. So Makes sense. Sealand says, I don't care. Of course you don't. Also, in 1982, um, there is a war happening called the Falklands War, Mm -hmm. um, which I had never heard of. And I was like, this is stupid, Um, the more I read about it. Yeah. um, But fascinating. Because also because I've just never heard of it. Yeah. Where Argentina was like, "Hey, there's islands right next to us, and I want those." Mm-hmm. And then England was like, um, "No, those are ours, technically." Yeah. So <laughs> it was no. Like one of the few holdouts from the end of the right. row and they're like, "You have to give back everything." Like, no, not the Falkland Islands. And I like those, as uh, Eddie Israel calls it. No, we need them for strategic sheet purposes. That's right. <laughs> Leave us alone. No. So Argentina, instead <laughs> of like asking. Or petitioning anyone, mm-hmm. it's like let's just invade them. Let's just take them. Nobody cares. They're not yeah. here. It's fine. Yeah. And then England immediately is like, oh hell no, because I, feel, I felt that England. Yeah, <laughs> Ugh, in my heart, <laughs> 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 my sheep. <"Ugh," laughs> Stab <stemming>, me right in <laughs> the sheep. But um, England, I think. Island nations in general are obsessed with having more land yeah. because they have so little. Yeah. Generally, mm-hmm. besides like Australia, um, and even they're kind of obsessed with having more land, it, but they have a lot more better land. It's just not useful. It's not use. <laughs> it's not livable. Yeah. It's filled it's, with snake. It's bad. Mm-hmm. But especially small island nations, I feel like they're obsessed with more land yeah. and more like more just ability to do what they need to do mm-hmm. um, because they're hindered in that way. Um, they're helped by the fact that it's much harder to like invade them and take mm-hmm. them over, but hindered in their ability to produce things. So um, England, of course, immediately knows that someone's trying to take something that's technically theirs. Yeah. It's like, hey, no! I already had to get rid of India. I'm not leaving <laughs> this. Right. No! This I draw the line at the Falklands. <laughs> <laughs> this is the the rock on which I will die. How dare you? <laughs> and so they start a war, mm-hmm. um, which. Uh, in the 80s. I Like, that was what was amazing to me. I was like, really? Like, that's so weird. Um, and I, like I said, never heard of it. So I was Over. like, what's happening? Over this? This seems ridiculous. And it seems weird that the United Kingdom, Ke- or not United Kingdom, United Nations didn't just step in and be like, hold on, let's just figure this out real quick. What are you doing? It was like, bam, bam, everybody's so fast responding. United Nations like, ah! Wh- what? <laughs> stop it! <laughs> no! We said we were going to stop doing this, guys. We agreed. We agreed to stop doing this. Years ago. And then you just, whatever. But not my sheep. No. Those and my sheep. so, um, they start war. Yeah. And uh, it didn't last very long, which is good. Not that many people died, but enough that I was like, this is dumb for everyone. People died, because period. Because I'm like, couldn't England just like threaten them real good. I mean, Argentina seemed pretty set on having these, since they just stepped in and took them. Mm -hmm. Um, But I'm still like, couldn't you have tried to threaten them? And they're like, no. How dare they desecrate the Falklands? So, joking aside, what is on these islands that's so important? I have no idea. Is it just that they're there? I think it's just that England owns them. Yeah. They just want them. Yeah. And so, but what does this have to do with sea land? Haley? Uh... (laughs) Sheep. They don't have any sheep in sealand They can't. They can't grow sheep in sealand. You can't grow sheep anywhere. That's not how sheep will do. You raise them as growing. Them. No, you plant the seed sheep, and then they sprout. In the other sheep, then they sprout into little little mom sheeplets. Yeah, sheeplets. So <laughs> cute. I know mm, little sheeplets. Oh, it's good. They're also called lambs, mm-hmm. but I like sheeplets better. Lamb babies. <laughs> sheep babies. Sheeplets. But anyway. Um, Roy claims, Roy, Prince Roy Prince Prince Roy, the unempered Prince Roy claims that he was approached during the Falkland Wars by a group of Argentinians who wanted to buy sea land to set up camp right on Britain's doorstep. not don't do that. Which, I mean, Roy is saying this directly, so I, it's like, and I don't think it's backed up by anyone, but I also feel like nobody said that wasn't true. I didn't read that anywhere, that Argentina was like, um, no. Yeah. And I feel like they would have been like, we didn't do that. Because that's a step forward. Right. In a very drastic way. But earlier I said, England also apparently didn't want a Cuba, and I'm like, well, apparently they almost had one mm-hmm. with Argentina. Weird. Um, Which is hilarious because that's the whole reason, like, America has such problems with Cuba is because they're often friends with our enemies. (laughs) And then we're, like, really worried Mm -hmm. that our enemies are gonna store weapons, you know, just like hundreds of miles away from us. It's, like, so close that it's, like, very disconcerting. Um, And this would be, like, Eight miles eight away miles. from them. <laughs> so if they had done that, it was like would be a problem. Mm-hmm. Um, and Roy says, of course they refused, because England is their greatest ally. Is it? Yes. So how <laughs> they would it? never do such a thing. Is it? They are so closely aligned with England um, that they would not do that. But I feel like it's said in a way that's like, We could have. Like, we have power, and you should recognize that. But we were nice because we like you. Mm -hmm. So don't get on my bad side. Because I'll let Argentina come up in here. (laughs) Next time I'll let Argentina do the thing. (laughs) If you don't listen to me. Uh, Which, honestly, suddenly I was like, Roy is kind of a good prince in, like, this is a really interesting political statement you're making right now. Like, this is very well crafted, and I'm impressed. Mm -hmm. Like, nicely done. Yeah. Um... Because I read that and I was like, "Ooh, this is like multi-layered and like threats upon like promises upon like." I like it. Has anyone ever made another offer? I to do what to Roy? Like, hey, can we set up camp and et et cetera? Not another country, but Mm. I'll get to it. Um, So their nationhood has been disputed and blah blah blah, Um, but. They, uh, one of the places I have a quote from says few can doubt it as a business model. Um, visitors to its website can pay forty two dollars to become a lord, baron, or baroness. One hundred forty one dollars to join the Knights of Sovereign Military Order of Sealand, which apparently has gone up because it was one hundred sixty six in the other one I read, mm-hmm. and two hundred eighty two dollars to become a count or countess. Hmm. Um, which I don't know if you know this, Haley, but I've always. I've always wanted to be a lady because I want my name to be Lady Lord. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, maybe I'll purchase a Sea Ladyhood, <laughs> <laughs> and I can be official. I can be one of the um, <laughs> one of you. the one of the goals on our Patreon. I'll pay you 150 dollars so I can be Lady Lord. That's yeah. fine. You yeah, have one of our goals on our Patreon. <laughs> Make me a lady. <laughs> um. So, and they also have a gift shop. Items which include Sealand flags, stamps, mugs, t-shirts, key rings, as well as Bates' own book on the platform history holding the fort. Which is what we uh, started with. Oh, Bates. Um, he said he would like to replace the platform with a permanent landmass complete with its own community. So he wants to make the area into, like, an actual terraformed place. Um, if you sell enough keychains, you can do anything. That's right. For now, though, he admits, it just covers its overheads. <laughs> you got a while before you can build a Mm landmass, Roy. Um, So there have been debates, like I said, for a long time about whether or not they are, in fact, a nation. Mm -hmm. Um, And then they said, here's what Michael told us when I asked. So they did have an interview with him. Mm -hmm. prince. The prince. Not even the prince regent anymore. At this point, he's the prince. Is Roy dead? He is. Oh, that's good. And and his wife, too. That's also good. Um, So here's what Michael told me when I asked him. We have never asked for recognition, and we've never felt the need to ask for recognition. You don't have to have recognition to be a state. You just have to fulfill the criteria of the Montevideo uh, Convention, which is population, territory, government, and the capacity to enter into negotiations with other states. We can and we have done all these things. We've had a German ambassador visit at one point to discuss something that was de facto recognition. We've had communication with the president of France many years ago. Um, but we never asked for recognition, and we don't feel the need for it. Okay. Which I like, once again, the political idea of this is that, like, we never asked anybody for recognition. We've gotten it without asking. But we didn't ask, and we don't need to ask, because it's like, um, you know, if something's really yours, do you have to ask for it? It's like, no. Mm-hmm. Not generally. It's yours. Right. So, so like, why would you ask for someone to validate you? That seems like automatically you're saying there might be an option that you're not validated, Mm -hmm. right? So it's like, no, we don't need other people to recognize us, but they should because we've proven all these things, so whatever whatever. Also, I have read nothing except for his quote about them talking to the president of France, so I have no idea why. <laughs> and I feel like that's them, like, emailing the president of France and him being, like, lol. Like, he's just, like, talking to them because it's funny because the England they suffering. They're, they're sharing cat gifs of, like, mm-hmm. England being terrible. Lol, lol, England's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but so the Montevideo uh, convention, which I'm saying that way because it's in South America, so I think it's, how it's pronounced. Um on rights and duties of states that Michael is referring to, was signed in 1933 um, at the International Conference of American States. So they were deciding, like, in the Americas, what constitutes, but it's like, there's no official, like, UN definition, apparently, and they generally look to this as for what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and they need four things. Permanent population, defined territory, government, and the capacity to enter into relations with other states. So supporters argue it's fulfilled all four, um... Technically, only 16 states have ratified the convention, so not very many people recognize it officially. Right. But when they're asked for a definition of state, usually that's what people point to, mm-hmm. like this. Um, modern Sealand has phone and internet. Whoa! Cool. One phone. One a whole phone. This is with phone. Oh, with phone. With phone. I, I am. They're with, equipped with phone. Oh, you your, your skin is glowing, Sealand. I am with phone. They have a gift shop. Like I said, yeah, they yeah. have online one and in person. Um, have issued passports. It's In this one, it says they stopped after 9-11, which seems weird. Yeah. Because it has nothing to do with sea land, I don't I, think. I think it's because passport restrictions went up. Maybe. And they couldn't meet them. But I'm going to talk about a few other incidences that I think are actually why they stopped issuing passports. Mm. Um, so I think this might be a, a political way of... Avoiding what the other things. Yeah. Um, but Michael said they plan to start issuing them again soon, and that was a couple of years ago. So they might be doing them again now. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Tell us if you live in Sealand and you know, yeah. or England, and you can see them from your house. Mm-hmm. What are they doing? What, right now. Email us. Right now. What they're doing. Um, so in 1997, for example, an Andrew Cunanan Sealand connection surfaced. So, Andrew Kunanan, it's literally C-U-N-A-N-A-N. Kunanan. Cunananan. 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 Cunanan. Cunanan. Um, Cunanan. After Gianni Versace's killer committed suicide on a Mia- Miami houseboat, I almost said Miami. Uh, <laughs> like, in, in Miami. In Miami. <laughs> 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 Pronounce everything wrong. Yeah. I had, because I said Gianni. I almost said Miami. <laughs> Gianni Miami. <laughs> G- Gianni Versace, killer committed suicide on a Miami houseboat. Um, police discovered that the man who owned the boat was in possession of a purported Sealand passport, which, um, at the time, they had passports, but they were only giving them to, like, their friends because mm-hmm. nobody else was going to Sealand. Um, like, people, or people would go for, like, tourist reasons, maybe, um, and, like, could visit, like, go on a little tour or whatever, but they weren't being given passports. Mm-hmm. That was for their friends. Um, so... It's an interesting definition of stable population. Sure. Um, but because of that, they're like, huh, that's weird that this guy has a Sealand passport, huh? In this like, murder trial oh, investigation. Yeah. So, the police go to Sealand, and are like, hey, do you know this guy? Mm-hmm. And they're like, no. Uh, uh no. And then they're no. like, oh, really? Bam! <laughs> On the table. Sealand passport. Mm. Um, which, the... Bates actually don't know him, and they know nothing about it, actually, mm. um, and nothing comes of it, uh, except for they learn that lots of people um, had sea-line passports who should not, and it's because um, people were uh, faking them, yeah. counterfeiting them, for fun. Mm-hmm. But because of that, it's, like, making them look really suspicious. Because, like, that happens. And then in the mid-'90s, um, a Spanish businessman claims to be Sealand's prime minister, mm-hmm. which they don't have. And he began soliciting investors for a project to expand the platform and build a luxury hotel and casino. People want to put casinos on this so bad. Um, <laughs> business center, sports complex, medical center, tuition-free University of Sealand, and Roman Catholic Catholic Cathedral. How big do you think it is? I don't know. He's just going to stack them. Yeah. Cathedral, cathedral. on top. hmm Um, and, like, tuition-free University of Cedaland. Who paying for these people to learn things, right? What? Where are they getting the tax support? Who's paying for it? <laughs> I mean, I guess if you had a casino, that would help, but... Sure. Uh. Um, this past spring, it said, and I had to, like, search the article for quite a while to try to figure out what year it was. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I finally figured out it was 2000. Um... Sealand made the news again Law enforcement officials in Spain Busted a Madrid-based gang Allegedly tied to the international drug trafficking And money laundering And they appeared to be using a fake Sealand website And thousands of phony Sealand passports As part of their criminal activity Hmm. So This becomes an issue Obviously And so then they're like Let's just not anymore which is, then it, like, in 2000 that happens, right? And then they said, because of 9-11 is why they stopped doing it. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure you stopped doing it before that because of this. Mm. Because you were having problems. Um, like, he got questioned by Interpol because of this. So, Roy was like, what? Um, and he says, uh, he, he wailed about the injustice of anyone using Sealand names for black, their name for black deeds. And he says, "Sealand has all been a game an adventure, and it's very unfortunate to see it taken this or that it's taken this turn." Michael, I don't like the way you're calling them black deeds. Roy, 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 yeah. black deeds. He's the he's the dad. He's from a racist time. It's he okay. is. That's true. <laughs> Also, there's um, probably no black people on your And Joan says... Country. No, I'm sure there's not. <laughs> Joan says, nobody is more honest than my husband, which sounds like something someone would say when their husband's a liar. Yeah. Um, Joan said at the time, he's so honest, he creaks. I don't know what that means. Why is he creaking? Because he's honest. Is that what honesty does? Apparently. We're not honest enough to know, mm. Haley. But if you're really honest, you'll creak. Mm. Like, I'm like, is it his bones? Maybe he's just old. Maybe he's old. So anyway, in 1999, um, who, I don't know who this is. Sean. It is a Sean. It just says, you know, Sean. Sean. He sent an appropriately statesman-like email addressed to the royal family of Sealand, um, in which he invited Sealand... Oh, never mind. I remember who Sean is. Uh, or I know what he's associated with. Uh, to participate in a data haven project, which seeks to locate servers in as many dif- different free information jurisdictions... Can't pronounce words and extra national areas as possible. Why? Um, so they, it's uh, this place called Haven Co. What they call it, and it's to help people who are in restricted internet areas of the world be able to do things that are illegal in their countries, but not illegal. Or not morally wrong by the standards of these people. Sure. So they describe it somewhere where they basically say, if you live in Saudi Arabia and you want to, like, store your porn or whatever, Mm -hmm. we don't care. And we know they won't let you, Mm -hmm. but we're fine with it. Um, And you just pay us a little money and we'll store it for you. Yeah. Secretly elsewhere. Uh, inter- and so you escape it by international law because it's in a different country. Mm-hmm. Um, but if it's like kitty porn, there's no way in hell, and we're going to report you. Yeah. Um, so basically, it's like some th- some illegal things not so bad as other ones, right? And so some of it's just like your government is restrictive, so they want you to have more, just like freedom in general, mm-hmm. and they want you to pay for it. Right. Right. Give us some money. So Ryan Lackey is the main guy involved mm-hmm. in this. Um, he moves there um, in 1999. And they're trying to set that up, like, servers and things to hold that and get information out there. And they're also interested in digital cash, like Bitcoin and stuff. although those in the 90s, so it's, like, really old mm-hmm. digital cash that I've never heard of. And then in 2000, he is talking about giving corporations and frisky individuals, which I'm like, don't use that word, don't. the freedom to store and move data without answering to anybody, including competitors, regulators, and lawyers. Oh, that's none, none of those. That sounds legal. Yeah. Pretty much. Um, and this says he's part of a crew of adventurers and cyberpunks. Ooh, a crew. Oh, cyberpunks. Cyberpirates. I do like that word, cyberpunks. Um, that work to transform a 60-year-old gunnery fort in the North Sea, an odd quasi-independent outpost whose British owner calls it the Principality of Sealand, into something that could be possibly or possible only in the 21st century, a fat pipe internet server farm and global networking hub that combines the spicier elements of a Caribbean tax shelter, um, Cryptonomicon, and 007. Fat pipe. Don't call it that. (laughs) I agree. Cryptonomicon is really hard to say. Yeah. And it says the server's location on Sealand means Macromax, with two X's, won't have to worry about fires, earthquakes, tornadoes, thefts, Bomb threats, industrial sabotage, or killer bee attacks. You, I mean, you would. No. You could import bees. <laughs> they won't. You don't know. Don't import the killer bees. It's <laughs> fine. But so they're saying, like, this is, not only is it good for the, the haven, which is what they want for a new nation, but it's also good for all these things. Like, the, it's much less likely something's going to destroy all these servers. So maybe they're safer in general than your regular servers. You're in a stand out in the middle of the ocean. It's true rogue waves happen. You could get hit yes. by water. I mean, it or like a storm. it's quite high. Come on. But still, yes. But yes, this was the plan, I should say. Um, in a presentation at the 2003 Defcon convention, a former employee describes how internal politics and a lack of investment backing had thwarted the experiment. Mm. Contracts were broken, the bandwidth never materialized, and the location was vulnerable to DoS attacks. At the time of the presentation, Haven Co had no new customers and had seen several of his existing customers leave. So, not doing it great. <sighs> Turns out you didn't need killer bees. And basically, what happened apparently was Ryan was like, "Hey, we should do illegal movies and be able to store them here." Mm-hmm. And the prince and princess were really worried about England being mad about that mm-hmm. and so then we were like, let's not do that and then he was like, well like that's where we're going to get our money and they were like, let's not do that though and so then he was like, well pff, like, this isn't going to work, clearly because like, uh, that's what he says or it says that sovereignty alone has little value without commercial support from banks, etc. Um Yep, and, there then, is. and then he's saying we don't even have their support technically because like the first thing comes up and then they're like just kidding yep. so he's like well this isn't like a free nation where I can operate this is still you're like having regulations on me and that's what I need to not have mm-hmm. um, so doesn't work out um, remember the list of terrible things that they said don't happen. Yeah, I'm gonna re-read them to you. Fires, earthquakes, tornadoes, thefts, bomb threats, industrial sabotage, or killer bee attacks. Like half of those could all happen very easily. Well, maybe not easily, but they could happen. Mm-hmm. How can how can well, you say no fires? Well, in 2006, one man was airlifted from the platform after a fire broke out in the generator room on Friday. Duh, that was Michael, right? <laughs> <laughs> Eyewitnesses Michael. recorded. Heavy damage, and the blaze was left to burn itself out. Michael? Um, A public statement from Sealand government said, Due to a fire in the generation uh, facility of the fortress structure, it has been necessary to temporarily evacuate all civilian residences, or, yeah, residents, sorry, uh, to alternative accommodation as a matter of safety. This situation is expected to continue for the next 96 hours, and an update will be issued within this time. You evacuated your country because of a generator room fire. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm Mm-hmm. In 2007, Pirate Bay tried to raise funds to purchase Sealand, but they did not succeed. I remember Pirate Bay. I mean, it's still kind of around. Mm, I remember it. Not in its true glory anymore. Yeah. Um apparently, uh, he said, when I asked Michael what Sealand does to make its estimated GDP of $600,000 a year. Oh my gosh. Um, he says, where that number comes from is unclear, since Sealand is not included on most official lists of GDP by country. And I was like, not most of them? That's, I mean, it's on some of them. Mm-hmm. Um, he said, we've been involved in different things over the years, including internet data havens. We have our own stamps, coins, passports. Right now we cover our expenses with our online shop. Um... We market titles and nobility, t-shirts and mugs and stamps and coins, just about anything to do with our little mini-state. I travel on other business as well. I have other business interests involving shellfish and other internet stuff. What? Shellfish and other internet stuff? Yep. Mm, What? Yep. That's all it says. I don't know. And shellfish. Internet stuff. (laughs) And shrimp. And shrimp. Um, So today, Sealand, we're all up to date now. Those are the major things that have happened in the country's history. Um, Michael lives in the UK with his family, mostly. Um, When he had children, he decided he wanted them educated in schools in the UK (laughs) instead of doing it himself. Um, So they move the family to the mainland. Um, But the future of Sealand's lineage still lies with the Bates family. He says, my... With my new grandson, Prince Freddy, being the fourth generation Sealander, its future will be assured, which is hilarious to me because I'm sure when Roy died, mm-hmm. they were like, the England was like, yes, right. because now we don't have to deal with this anymore. Mm-hmm. And then Joan died, and they were like, perfect. Like, mm-hmm. this this kid's not going to want to Sealand anymore. Not true. Michael's all about Sealand. Yeah. He's into it. And he's Mm. assuring that it's going to keep happening. Which I'm sure makes England just bang their head repeatedly on the table. Yeah. Um, Says, and so far the family line has remained interested in their odd little nation. My sons uh, enjoy being involved in it. It gives them an interesting life and they meet interesting people. I don't know who these people are. Shrimp people. (laughs) Bates isn't sure exactly what will happen in the future, but he's confident that its legacy and ethos will live on. I would hope there will be many more adventures, he says. I mean, as much as it would... Maddened me to legitimize them like this. They should get, um, you know, one of the new England babies that have just been born and have them marry each other ah. and just absorb it back in. Sure, absorb that. They got enough now, right? They have a, just what air spare and extra. Yeah, yeah. They've yes. got they've got the boy, mm-hmm. which is really what they need, mm-hmm. and they had that one first, easy peasy. They have a girl, just marry her, done. Um, And then I think they are having another boy, Mm -hmm. which is great, because then you can marry your daughter, and just, like, you have your backup son, just in case. Yeah. Done. Perfect. And you can finally destroy that terrible little platform in the ocean. Kate's fertility is (laughs) killing it. When you have people outside of your family for generations, Mm -hmm. they make so many babies, it's great. Healthy babies. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Um, But I want to tell you real quick at the end here about a few other Nations similar to Sealand that okay. were listed in one of the articles I read that were great. Um, so they have the name of it and how long they existed, um, what they were like, mm-hmm. where they are, and what it is, and then why they existed, which is my favorite. Their <laughs> raison d'être, but why their reason for being, Haley? Mm-hmm. Um, so the first is the Republic of New Atlantis, mm-hmm. which was from 1964 to 1966. That sounds like a casino. It's not. Um, <laughs> Location is an 8-by-30-foot bamboo raft anchored no. 8 miles off of Jamaica. No. Their raison d'etre is um, that they're founded by Ernest Hemingway's brother, Leicester. Or Leicester? Don't know. Under the Guano Islands Act of 1856. Oh, we can, I, I know a lot about that, actually. Oh, really? Yeah, the Guano mm. Acts. Um, economy based on stamps honoring Churchill, Hubert Humphrey, and LBJ. He lasted a whole two years. That's so nerdy. It's so weird. hmm And I was like, of course it's frickin' Hemingway's brother. What are you doing? He's gotta do something. Yeah. Um, the next one is Principality of Sealand, mm-hmm. which is 1967 to present. Um, location, World War II, military platform, six miles off the English coast, see, six, seven, eight, nobody Mm -hmm. knows. No one. Um, raison d'etre, vanity project of Prince Roy Bates of Sealand. (laughs) Sell royal titles and have suggested as a data haven for the likes of WikiLeaks, which is also something we didn't talk about. Mm -hmm. Um, some people have been like, oh, we should put WikiLeaks there, and apparently they're in current talks, um... Or maybe it's happening, or maybe it's not. Mm-hmm. But in 2013, it was the most recent article, I like, you find about it, where they, like, called up one of the guys who worked with Haven Co., and they were like, hey, you want to try that again? And they were like, okay, sure. Sure. Um, so now that my dad's dead. So, yeah. Hey, now that I've murdered my father. No. <laughs> he was, like, 91. He just, like, died yeah. of natural causes. Um, anyway. He died of being old. Yep. Yeah. Republic of Rose Island, 1967 to 1968. Location platform seven miles off the Italian coast. It sounds like it. They just doubled up on Sealand. They're mm-hmm. just like, we'll make a new Rose Island. Rose. Um, raison d'etre. Uh, it says, speaking Esperanto, printing stamps, possible tax evasion. Speaking Esperanto. Esperanto. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Blown up by the Italian Navy. Yeah. And I'm like, hopefully when there are no people on it. But, um, you know. That's how you deal with it. I don't know why I England don't... was being such a bunch of uh, people. Pansies. It. Yeah. Uh, Republic of Minerva, 1972. Just one year. <laughs> one year. Just one. Location, reef in the South Pacific. Mm. Um, raison d'etre, libertarian utopia. Minting gold coins invaded by Tonga. Okay. Don't a... be so close to Tonga. <laughs> Maybe you shouldn't do that. You, Oce... just, you just like saying the French things, is why we're doing <laughs> Yeah, I just love raison d'etre. <laughs> um, Oceania, 1993 to 1994. Just one year. Lots of them are just mm. one year, don't you notice? Uh, location. Man-made floating hexagons uh, 50 miles off Panama. Mm. That's just a thing people like to do. Panama. People love going off Panama. What is it about Panama? I don't know. Mm. Well, I don't care. It doesn't matter. Um, their raison d'être is a laissez-faire capitalist paradise. No. Uh, in Oceania, the sharks and barnacles will be in the sea, not on your property. Was seemingly their slogan? It's in quotes. Mm. Um, never got off the drawing board, so yeah. it wasn't even real. It wasn't real. It's just an idea. I don't think that should be on this list. But my favorite one is Gay and Lesbian Kingdom of the Coral Sea Islands, mm. which is twenty er, 2004 to present. No. Um, location, right. Tiny Islands in the Barrier Reef. Great Barrier Reef. Wait, what? Um, raison d'etre, uh, Pro-Gay Marriage Protests Against Australia what? National Anthem, Gloria Gaynor's I Am What I Am. <laughs> so it's not funny. like real, like people are really living there. Mm-hmm. It's like that's their protest. True. As they created a new nation where they can just be gay and married and happy. Awesome. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's all I have about Sealand. That's almost too much about Sealand. <laughs> I read a lot of articles. Look at all this. Look at how many articles I read. Wow. Sealand. Um... I liked it. That it was fun. Yeah. It was weird because at first I was like, oh, this is silly, right? And then it, like, just in general, like, the idea of it. And then I learned the stuff about the pirate radio, which I didn't know. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, that's fun. And then I learned all of the, like how they're connected to murders and stuff and I was like this is just very complicated and like that they've been taken over by mercenaries and like had diplomatic relations and then it just became fascinating to me it's like maybe Sealand is a country (laughs) I'm like is it? what? is it? and it, it it was weird to me that over time when I read about these different things all of a sudden I was like maybe they have claim because at the beginning I was like morons <laughs> and then I was like I don't know morons it's just like it sounds so stupid <laughs> and then I was like I mean there's got to be a reason right that England doesn't just like do something about it so much effort I guess at this point all I can think about is Lenin which one um <laughs> in Russia <laughs> And it's just like, well, <laughs> it's so much effort. Just leave them. <laughs> just uh, at some point, you just now it's art. Just leave I it. I don't know what to do. It's art now. <laughs> just you know, it's just the countries that are like, maybe if we just do nothing, it'll be fine. Like we don't need our problems to go away. They can just be here. It's um, never going away. No. if you do that. If you don't do, this is a good lesson for this episode. If you don't deal with your problems, they don't go away. They just sit there and yell at you and become more uh, legitimate every year. Yep, every mm-hmm. year they're alive, right? Because they've been a country now for fifty years. Yeah, and I was like, our country's only been around for a couple hundred years. So it's like, and there are countries in the world that are much younger than them, Mm -hmm. much younger. And I mean, almost all of those are breakoffs from other nations, but still, like, I can name like five or six different nations that are significantly younger, that have been, that have come to be in the 2000s, let alone in the 60s. Like, what? There are a lot of nations that were created in the 60s that are very legitimate now. Mm -hmm. So I'm just like, I don't even know. I don't know. But yeah, if you don't if you don't take care of your problems, they just fester, and then and then they have children, and then it never stops. Uh, so, get a vasectomy today. <laughs> Is that the moral? story? <laughs> what have we learned? <laughs> <laughs> Let your daughters be princess if they want to. Sure. I mean, it sounds like probably she didn't want to, that she was like, this is dumb. (laughs) Well, I wouldn't want to either. It's like, no, you're not legitimate. I mean, I don't feel like I'd want to anyway. (sighs) I would want a title just because I think it'd be fun, Mm -hmm. but I would never live there. It looks like a piece of crap. It is. I'll post pictures of it. It's terrible. It's very iffy. This is one of the first times we've done something where the people we're discussing are still alive. Sure. And could call in. The email in. We don't I have mean, a number. I really doubt they will. We dare you. Yeah, try to call our red phone on the table. that's not there. <laughs> With your one, phone. try to call my red DS on the table. Yep, it's broken. Or Haley's <laughs> blue one. Yeah, see, look yeah. at this. Just flop. It doesn't do anything <laughs> like this. It just broken. <laughs> it just broken. Doesn't care about the back game at all. Yeah, nothing. Nothing. Try and call it. I dare uh, you. Yeah. It doesn't connect to the internet. What uh? What have we learned? So, apparently, you can just take stuff and make a nation out of it. If you're in the right location. Just whatever you want. If they were located near Tonga, they would not be a nation. That's true. Mm-hmm. Pick wisely where you put your nation. Yeah. Don't do it in Tonga, mm-hmm. near Tonga. Shoot shotguns at mercenaries, and they might just give up. Yeah. That's, I mean, Michael solved all of his problems with guns. That's true. <laughs> Despite <laughs> the fact that they're, <laughs> they're not supposed to have them. That's true. So, they have a gun problem in Sealand, don't they? <laughs> Or a gun solution. Hey, it's always a solution. Um, Hire a James Bond pilot, you know? Do it. Hire. It worked. It worked very well. It worked. I know, it's so weird. Well, um, how did they sneak with a helicopter? That's what I don't understand. I don't know. Well, I mean, it's loud on the ocean. Maybe it was windy. Who knows? Yep, that's it. Well, uh, join us on Facebook. We have a. Website. Email us, man. We got an email, too. What's yeah. our website first, Haley? Website, hystericalhistory.simplecast.fm. Yeah, listen there or listen on whatever podcast app you use, and it tells us every single one you could possibly use that so many I've never heard of. Um, our email... <laughs> <laughs> is uh, hysterical history podcast at gmail.com. Email us feedback, email us topic ideas, email us what you have for breakfast. I don't care, man. Just email us. Email us. We also- love And you'll get a shout out for it. We'd love to hear from you. Yeah. Please do it. Remember what happened with the other people? We never stopped talking about them. No. They're still in my heart. I think about them all the time. Yeah. I hope their just their lives are great. Now that I have a job, I'm like planning on getting a tattoo, and it's gonna be a little cactus. Yes. Yeah. A little succulent. A little succulent. succulent. Yeah. So cute. And you gonna name it Olive. Olive. Or oh. sweet, <laughs> sweet dear. With a little like flag underneath, with like little uh, Etsy-esque script. Give it that little says, like blue spots that are like the tattoos. Yeah, yeah. and yeah, it'll have a little motto. It's like, don't ask your like make your dad ask for directions. Yeah. Like, don't listen to your dad. <laughs> don't listen to your dad. <laughs> Make, uh, yeah, make your dad ask directions. Mm-hmm. That's what I should say. Because don't don't put don't listen to your dad. Your dad will be sad about that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you don't care about my advice and help. Mm-hmm. No. Well, maybe you should start listening to the podcast, Dad. <laughs> hey. <laughs> yeah. In case you're wondering if our parents are supportive of us, uh, mine are sometimes. Yeah, mine might have kind of. occasionally. N- not that one. Nope. No, my grandmother listens. Yeah, I think that's it. My mom doesn't really. Sometimes my dad does a little bit when we sit them down and make them yep yeah they don't part us so much love (laughs) anyway see you so thanks for you guys loving us Mm -hmm. Bye. bye 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 bye